is a few 800 kilo- kilobytes. You know, I don't need much. What is that? But... How many dick sucking sessions does that measure out to? <laughs> That depends, you know, if you use the whole mouth, if they shave, if I shave, it's a lot of work. You really gotta work with it. Oh it, gosh. There's, there's just, you know, when you can get chafing in your mouth, we gotta talk. That's and true. they're done that. There's oh. not enough lip balm. Beeswax, honeys. Beeswax. <laughs> Alright. This is definitely a much gayer uh, podcast now. It's only yeah. gay if you make it gay. Hello, and welcome to The Gamers Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Vasquez, and I'm here again with Brian. Hello. And joining us via Skype is Kyle For Real. Hello. And Evan Strong. Hey. So today, uh, we have a couple things to talk about. Uh, I guess first, we kind of wanted to talk about Evo, right? I love Evo. (laughs) Who doesn't? So Evo is a mismatch with me. Um... I guess I just, I pawned it off from my brother, so it's probably a little bit biased. Um, one, Super Smash Brothers, there's just a lot about button bashing. That's about it. Ultimate versus Capcom, Marvel versus Capcom 3 shouldn't exist. And, <laughs> and it's a horrible game. And um, the best one's probably Persona 4, because Persona has depth and story. Although, is it ever really necessary to have a story in a fighting game? Yes! Absolutely. That makes them amazing. Wait, hold on. Have you seen, have you played Persona? No, I have not. Such First a great of all, series. you can get any kind of waifu you want, and I love my waifu. <laughs> <laughs> I need a waifu. I want a husbando. 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 Um, sometimes you have so, to respect the cultures. <laughs> the Persona fighting game has people from Persona 3 and Persona has, 4 in it. it yes, Dorkun, it is amazing. And it has Skullkun, and it has, like, all the waifus that are you want. I mean, you got Chie that talks like a guy mm-hmm. with boyish hair, which is pretty legit. And Can we talk about the fact that they're all aged up as well? Like, they're no longer little kids anymore. Like, that just made I, me hot and sweaty in everywhere, every well, orphan. it's all in the same generation. Yeah. And it's all like so when Persona, like Persona, the new Persona Five comes out. Yes. Like I saw that trailer, my pants were wet. I had to do the laundry twice. And like <laughs> flooded your basement. Like, oh, because like Persona Four, if you play it, it's Scooby Doo, and I love you know like ah oh, yes. Persona Three, it's just so many emotions. Oh, so many There's, emotions. I just I played Secondhand Serenade in the background mm-hmm. and like Dashboard Confessional, and mm-hmm. I just cried my sorrow out when I played the game. And I thought it's really important. And I think with Persona, more theoretically, like seriously talking, it comes from a very different culture, different viewance of yes. things. So when we kind of attack it for, because I guess you can, feminism is retrieved in Persona completely different than anything else, especially like if, we, if we're talking about Street Fighter, Marvel versus Capcom, even oh, Well, what, what would you say, um, for example, in Marvel vs. Capcom 3, um... Would you say that, like, they're missing, I guess? Because, I mean, they have a lot of female fighters. Um, they do. And so. as far as story goes, I mean, you know most of the Capcom, um, sorry, Street Fighter, um, sorry, not just Street Fighter, but, like, any, all the other uh, Capcom series. You know, um, I can't think of her name right now from Resident Evil. Is it? What's her bitch? Ava, right? Ava. Yeah, I couldn't think of her real name right now. Um, but, yeah, like, we know her story. Well, what, what little of it Capcom is willing to give us. 
True. Um, and we know, like, you know, Jean Grey is the Phoenix, and we know, um, um, like I said, many of the other girls. And I think that they're really great uh, feminist icons. So I don't see how, as a whole, um, Marvel versus Capcom is is not feminist. I guess it's not that it's not feminist. It's just a bad game. Oh, <laughs> okay. You, I mean, when you play all the other Marvel versus Capcom games, and then you get Ultimate Three, and then you, you try like these new patches, like it's it's stupid. It's sorry, it's, it's a rage. I mean, some of them when you play it in depthly, when you see trios, okay, not so much. Do you see? Um, them using a lot of feminine and female characters okay. um, against others. Now, is that to say that the female characters are weaker? Probably not. It's just all oh, their fighting style. Yeah, um, that's me. So, I'm totally like pick up the biggest breasted chick I can find and just beat your ass with her. Of course. I mean, but we got to remember: the bigger the breasts, the bigger the pixels. Your hit range can be a little bit closer. <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna, if all things being equal, you're right. If you, you know, want to be all equal. I mean, your hit boxes be, need to be need to be adjusted as well. You're right. It can turn into a guilty a guilty gear X issue where you just jungle someone. You know, because the moment you get in the air, yeah. you're not going down. You're just like juggling it. Exactly. Mm. That's that's the entire point of breasts is to be bouncing around. But what if exactly. they like? What if they bounce the attack off? What if they're so big and just they Wait, this just... is not DOA, okay? <laughs> that is that is not happening here. This is really not going against. If we're trying to defend feminism, this is not how we do it. <laughs> we're talking about breasts. And we're being we're, be we're, the pendulum is swinging all the way around. We we are giving women the benefit of the benefit of the doubt so much that we should be sexist pigs again. Oh yeah, because we're an all men board, so we're really logging them to have a voice. Exactly, this podcast is not very femi- feminist because we don't have any females here to speak. So with I mean, feminism, the main event of... oh sorry, go on. No, you can keep talking about feminism. I was going to talk about Evo. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, Evo's I didn't important. actually see. Um, They're both important. Persona, okay. The Persona, <laughs> the arena fighting game played. I mean, I watched mostly the Street Fighter Ultra Street Fighter Finals, and that's always the most hype part of Evo for me. But if you want to talk about feminism as it pertains to fighting game rosters, you can keep on going. I don't really have very many thoughts about that, other than Cammy's my favorite Street Fighter character. Cammy and her ass is amazing. <laughs> See, he told you. Full circle. She was played by Kylie Minogue. Yes, yeah, she was. Movie. Oh, my favorite so, pop artist well favorite. european pop artist well not technically european she's technically australian i just find out more who of a european on friday i got like yelled at because she was on she was at the dan town i never heard of it before what i never knew who this woman was i, I to be honest i i didn't i, I mean want, i've heard her music i just didn't know gonna, who she was kind of drown yeah. all of you in like a new flood like Biblical portions. I'm a terrible gay. Okay. I'm sorry. Was yeah. that, was that yeah. a Kylie Minogue's Scissor Sisters song? Did they do a song? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I found out that as well after the fact. I didn't know that she was in one of their songs, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Kylie is like so. a gay icon, just like Robin, just like Madonna, just like Britney Spears, just like every other pop diva. Yeah. So bad for Britney. I he killed it for her. Gosh. <laughs> Um, so anyway, I Evo. Mean, Evo, <laughs> back to Evo. Um, you know, you can have your little anime wife who is in Street Fighter, I suppose, and then Marvel vs. Capcom, but this is all based on characters that kind of existed for a while. True. So 
we can't really, I mean, if we reflect it back in, like, the 1990s and late 80s, because Mortal Kombat X, well, Mortal Kombat came out at when? 1994? I don't remember. For the Genesis. Sega yes. Genesis. Mm -hmm. Which case, it's like, you know, that game was banned for a while because the whole blood and gore thing, and you can rip people out. It's always a hairy thing because people get so focused with the blood and gore from Mortal Kombat X, they forget about like Mortal Kombat period, mm -hmm. that like some people's finishers are completely different than others, mm -hmm. and some of the finishers you can argue that they relate to their gender roles and sexuality. So you know, it's so like, funny. Oh, you're now thinking about, like, about it, you're right. Exactly. You know, being seductive and being, you know, an active trial. Well, not active trial, but an active, um, the acts of their gender, mm -hmm. I guess. Well, in, in Mortal Kombat X now, when you do either Johnny Cage or Cassie Cage's, who's Johnny Cage's daughter, uh, I, I split nut punch on a dude, they actually... For the x-ray, they actually model the testicles being squished. Ew. And that doesn't happen to the female characters for obvious reasons. But that's mm -hmm. that's another Do the testicles even of, show up on an x-ray? They could just look at them. That's what I would do. Uh, <laughs> I would just feel the thing, them. One of the things NetherRealm really wanted to do more in Mortal Kombat 10, which they announced a while ago, or Mortal Kombat X, was that they actually... Um, made an effort to tone down the sexuality of the female characters, and they yeah. said they said it was a more re they were going for a more realistic vibe because if you look at nine, they were barely wearing any clothes, and ten they just said they're going more realistic all together, mm -hmm. and like Sony Blades totally clothed in military gear, which makes sense, but like just everyone's I mean their proportions are toned down. I actually like the look of the game a lot compared to um, previous ones. Hmm. And I thought that was important because it was not only realistic, but it felt it coming from the industry, coming from where they're located in the world, I guess it would fit their style. So like when I said that for like Street Fighter, it comes from the Asian culture. And right. Asian's dress code, policies, all of that, is completely different than American culture is. Mm -hmm. So it was nice to see Mortal Kombat X actually um, growing to fit the generation that we are now in. Uh, Mortal Kombat X also has a couple lines introducing one of the new characters, Kung Jin, as gay. Which is not, they don't really make a oh. huge deal out of it because, I mean, it's a fighting game. So it's not really that important. But they did make some effort to introduce that. And well. uh, there is a one thing where um, Scorpion and what's his counterpart? Ice. Sub Zero. Wow. Sub -Zero, yeah. I hate my it's life. Okay. Yes, Sub Zero. Um, I couldn't think of either, so yeah. They have like a joking, like, cute scene. But it's like, um, it's an Easter egg. You gotta find uh -huh. it. But they include it. They're probably they were probably really bored. I hear they um, they at least make up because they've been enemies for a really long time, and everyone after that game wants them to do like a like a bro op adventure action adventure <laughs> game with Scorpion and Sub Zero kicking ass together, which I think would be pretty cool. So you want to see a spinoff of them like holding hands and frolicking? Uh, holding, 
holding hands and then holding enemy spines on the other hand. Oh, I mean, that's definitely so, romantic. Uh, my thing against that is that um, I was talking about with someone the other day. Um, for instance, it's going to go off topic, but we're going to get back to it. Um, like House of Cards, mm-hmm. um, there is a scene in season two where there's just like this threesome. And it's now yeah. there's a gay relationship that just made no kind of sense, really. And then the wife. And when we were talking about House of Cards, we were talking about how, like, the season's growing. Mm-hmm. And it felt like there was a portion where it just continued to grow. Like, they want to push more agendas to kind of sound, kind of sound spicy, to challenge new things that our generation is growing up with. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of think, like, the whole including gay or lesbian characters is okay mm-hmm. but creating a straight character and then making them gay because they want to push an agenda i don't like that okay well they had um frank underwood had those undertones with the people he went to school with in like previous seasons wasn't that one episode mm-hmm. where he went back to school and he was sort of talking with his old school friend about I don't know. It was implied that they at least messed around, but they probably liked each other, but now they were at a certain point where in their careers and their lives that that's not really an option for them anymore. True. Well, yeah. I mean, I know we're getting off topic, but I, the, I didn't really interpret it that way. In the first season when he goes um, back to, uh, I think they called it the Sentinel because it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be like, um, an allusion to the Citadel, but um, uh, I got it more like when you're young and you're in college, you know, you, not to be like stereotypical, but you kind of experiment and you you realize that, oh, this, this can be equally okay. Um, and then you just grow up and say that just not for me anymore. I think that's what I, that's what I got from it, that Frank just, not necessarily that he was bi or necessarily was gay. It's just that I guess the what is the common term heteroflexible? Like if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Wing it. Yeah. Maybe more straight people should I, be that I, way. I, I don't know. I think they've, I think they've dropped <clears throat> dropped hints throughout the show that he's not necessarily in, entirely straight, or that he's definitely not comfortable with himself, and that Such a and flat that character. And, and that Claire basically has supported him throughout the yeah. entire his entire career basically sure. that he wouldn't be where he what where he you know is now or you know well now <laughs> yes. the end, where he like, is now yeah, yeah for those sort of sort now. of yeah i don't, you know don't want to give away the end of the, the latest season but you know yeah. so it's just it, it, i just thought he was such a flat character i was like yeah. where is this dynamic coming from just calm yourself you're an asshole we hate you just keep it like that <laughs> yeah that yeah. people kill people and let that be that. You're just trying to become a president. So many Anyways, opinions on that. And uh, back to Evo. Um, do you think that, uh, let's say the, um, I was gonna say the fighting game culture, but then I realized it didn't really make any sense. But essentially, the kind of community is kind of toxic to to um, to girls and I don't want to say girls, uh, women. But then I don't know, different so, connotations for different words. Here I, I didn't have... see any top female players when I watched but I know it's pretty racially diverse but you can uh, Kyle whatever you're going to say go ahead so and this is the thing that I was debating to talk about because um, it's a touchy subject depending on how much information is known are you guys familiar with the woman named Anita Sharkeesian yes 
Yes, I'm familiar with Anita Sarkeesian. Well, I feel very negative about her. Evan hates her. (laughs) (laughs) I think, so, one thing's first. I don't agree with a lot of stuff she says, but based on me having grown up with other experiences, which some people would say is anecdotal in terms of female female characters I grew up with seeing as strong role models and I think she focuses a little too much on um, negative stereotypes mm-hmm. and she just started a series where she's focusing oh, God, on more no, positive female characters oh, but in general I just I mean I would say What's... there are a ton of leading females but I think they've, mm-hmm. there have been strong female characters since I've grown up playing games can I I would. I just want to interject and say, though, while you know you may be right, and there's a lot, there's tons of evidence of positive um, uh, female characters in, in gaming throughout history. But um, is it possible also that we can call attention to the negative aspects of females in gaming? And I think uh, what 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 is to be addressed is can we just get rid of these negative? Um, yeah, we're sure there's tons of positives, but can we get rid of these negatives? Here's the problem I've noticed is I think a lot of people start to, they start looking for these negative, you know, perceptions of characters. And then it gets to the point where this is a little slippery slope, but if you keep doing this and you keep like, this is not a good representation of women, this is not, you know, it could get to the point where all the female characters you end up with are boring and mm-hmm. similar so um with the whole feminism idea and anisa kizian so she started off horribly um her ideas make sense but how she has pursued them how she's gone about them has been very destroying to her to the idea of feminism and to everything around it especially with video games um I'm not disagreeing that there are trolls who are heavy against women, because there are, they do exist. And for me, like, I wasn't so sure of how important feminism was until I went to, like, Las Vegas a while back. And I just saw how, like, the straight, because I went to a straight bar, like, forever Well, to be fair, there's only straight bars in Vegas. Yeah. (laughs) And it was, like, mind-blowing. I was just like, oh, my God, this is atrocious. Like, this is a problem. We do need to fix this. And what I've learned, especially about history always repeats itself. Mm -hmm. And how we've repeated it, sadly, is by having, to a point, really stupid, extreme radicalists. They weren't all important, but they were able to flip the page. Mm -hmm. Like, I could agree 100%. Or 90%, but that 10% would finally flip that we needed it. Yeah. So, Arnia Sarkeesian, I wish she wasn't the statue for what she talked about. Because every, I mean, she she made 150000 off her Kickstarter mm-hmm. and did what, two five minute videos? Um, that pissed me off a lot. And then when she finally did work, she, she, she received more money and more empathy. Because she didn't do her job, in which case our trolls and our horrible people who were making, who were slut shaming her and whole nine yards, gave her more money because they were proving her point. Mm-hmm. And the problem was she proved her point by causing a problem. 
Okay. Yeah. But, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. However, <clears throat> what's the best I way to word this? For Anita Sarkeesian conversation on this podcast, but well, I mean, I think it's totally she, relevant. She yeah, creates no. a, a big issue with Evo. I mean, she had a little event with Persona, if I'm not mistaken. I won't. It may have not been Persona. It may have been just the Asian oh. culture. Because I saw but one. It, it was like the E3 badge had uh, Rise, or I don't know how to pronounce the character's name. But yeah, I think R I S E was. was um, she was. It was specifically for the game Dancing All Night. Mm-hmm. The ad mm-hmm. on the E3 badges, and I guess she was dancing or dressed in her dancing clothes, which was interpreted as, you know, this is kind of a. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not too familiar with that as or that whole event. I think I agree with a lot of um a lot of what she's trying to say. You know, the the her stances some of a lot of her stances I totally agree with and I think need to be addressed and changed. I think the problem is the way she's presented her cases has been Yeah, she <laughs> Sorry, not pre- words n- mouth. no it's fine she i mean i think she just has not presented it in the best way that she could and uh, i mean it's just unfortunate that yeah. that's kind of turned out to be the case and that you know she received so much negative mm-hmm. uh, attention that it almost kind of Invalid. created a created a, a you know a backlash because she the way she addressed those trolls was not was also not the you know the best way she could have gone about it and i i, I think a lot of what feminism and gaming needs to be is a call to more women to go into the industry, which is hard because there is still this, you know, male culture in, in gaming and that makes it difficult sometimes for women to get into any sort of, you know, traditional, like- traditionally male roles. I mean, any, any STEM, you know, field is difficult is difficult for women to get into not because women are not capable of it but because of the sort of culture and the way that a lot of women are pushed well and, it and feels like a boys club or a gentleman's exact, club and it's yeah. like it just feels so it feels toxic it's like while while this is something that interests me why would i want to basically go to work every day mm-hmm. and be and feel terrible about myself because of the jokes or whatever like i go to work and you know you hear a lot of like regular bullcrap that they give that the guys give each other, even though they're not necessarily talking to me. Slightly homophobic in nature, right? Doesn't really bother me though. But you know, I think well, the thing with Evo, especially um, going back to grabbing this real quick, is that with women we still try to represent this, and this is when people really get confused: the difference between strength. Mm-hmm. And masculinity. We still perpetuate the idea, like to be top tier is to be masculine. I mean, women shouldn't only be represented in a, a actual physical, you know, power, muscle, strength mm-hmm. manner. So you know, they the, a woman can be completely in, empowered and and strong without being stereotypically masculine. What I've always yeah. said, and I will continue to say. Hands down, my favorite Tekken character is Anna because she's hypersexualized. She does it herself, and she'll still kick your ass. And that's what I love about her. Um, for those who don't know, 
Um, I think, yeah, no, I, I know, I know what you're talking about. If you're not familiar with Anna, she's the one who like typically wears like really flamboyant dresses. Um, her gotta, her like, punches are play. essentially slaps in the face. Um, I love her to death because she basically knows okay. she's a very uh, feminine, uh, fe- you know, uh, fighter, and mm-hmm. she revels in it. Yeah, I mean, I think what's what's tricky and does become a, an issue of contention is the idea of sexualizing women in gaming because I don't think that it should be considered a problem per se because mm-hmm. I don't, I, I think exactly. we our, our, I mean, our culture has always stigmatized sexuality and true. women's sexual, be, you know, being true. sexual beings. And I think that having women sexualized is not inherently a bad thing. No, however, however, when we see mainly, when we, the representations of women in games that we see are solely sex objects that's when it becomes a problem exactly i mean and i think that's i mean us america we fear we fear the viewings of what boobs and ass look like i mean because mm-hmm. we look at that and then we go in this heyday saying oh i mean we're so protective of nudity so because over in like europe for other countries like you have nude beaches it's like whatever yeah there's exactly. no there's no yeah. worry and then over here it's just a big deal it's like no yeah. it doesn't need to be you as a culture make it you as a society make it and then that just goes back to the media and our culture and their education and it also partly explains you know the the western character design and the call for more appropriate women in western games from the devs like in Mortal Kombat as opposed to um, people like Cammy or mm-hmm. who's got most of her ass hanging out and you know other e- eastern designed characters I guess the 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 way I think about it is yeah you know Cammy may have her thighs out but make a rude comment to her face about it and if she's not the kind of type of character that would punch you in the face then I think it's a really good sign mm-hmm. so there's this one um analysis i think that was done by movie bob of why bayonetta is such a strong female character and in it he brings up two female character tropes and it's they're really fit by street fighter one of them is like sort of the really strong woman who's no good at fighting but personality wise they're kind of infantile and non-threatening and that's someone like chun li who kind of jumps up and down and cheers after she wins a fight and then there's the other one, the Ice Queen, who is um, someone like Cammy, who's like serious business all the time, in a military background. Yeah. And with infantile one, or the Ice, and the infantile one, you're not sexually intimidated by them. And then the Ice Queen one, you are, men are, they're not worried because they feel like that character is not sexually interested in anyone, just based on their attitude. Mm-hmm. And then Bayonetta was the kind of character who could kick your ass and then wasn't shy about you know sucking on lollipops or posing exactly. for the camera and all this stuff i mean and speaking as a gay male i also would like to see more sexualized images imagery of men as well in <laughs> no, gaming. no no you know, definitely and, i mean it, it, I you know not that it not that i feel like it has to be equal you know, if you have a nude woman, you need it's, to have a nude male. No, no, no. But we don't have virtually any think, when it comes to like when it comes to like flamboyant 
males, even if they're straight, I think we need more just because it's something that's unseen. You don't normally see a, a man, you know, showing off themselves as a sexual object. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that really gets me about, and it's just how we view both male and female. Um, females have to have, like, not all females, but a majority of females have probably been grown up to be, you have to be this, you have to be this, you have to be this, you have to pledge as a man, you have to do this, this, and this, and this, on nine yards, and from the 50s, that's surely changed, but not much. And today, the men have always consented, you have to be the man of the house, you have to be this, you have to have this statue, you have to be tough, strong. And this is what I was basically getting to when I was talking to Evan last night, is that one of the tenets of feminism is saying, why why have any of these expectations for either gender? Um, um, feminism works to um, <clears throat> essentially erode that, that um, ideal because it doesn't make sense. There's right. no reason to have it. Right. It... Feminism works for both genders. Exactly. It's not just for exactly. the progress of women. It works because to say, men, you don't have to be this, like, you know, for example, um, if ever you, like, fall down off your bike when you're, like, a little kid and your dad would say, man up, like, what does that even really mean? Like, exactly. you're suddenly tougher or stronger because you're male? Like, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Um, and I think that it's it's no longer the, the same issue, like, decades ago where we, we just have to be the man of the house and all that stuff. Pierre Coffin is, is the that? creator and voice of um, uh, the Minions from Despicable Me and Despicable Me 2 and their recently um, um, eponymous movie, um, Minions. And he went on record and said that um, because of their zany act, um, antics and how um, ridiculous they all act, um, he basically said that they're all, he considers them all male. And you know, there is like war on both sides again. Anytime that anything gender related or feminist related is, you know, it's going to happen. But I'm thinking to myself, why do we even need to give them a gender at all? Like, can't they just be yellow little pill looking things? That's society coming in being bad. It's because yeah. they're all voiced by that dude. But, um, like, Man, even when. Go to Japan and watch Pokemon and well, see the voice acting for Pokemon. <laughs> But wasn't yeah, also Pokemon originally genderless until, like, what what God, generation was it? No, now they're Pokemon, boys and girls. No, Pokemon always had gender. Well, no. They were Nidoran male certain, and Nidoran no, female. But there, but there, were, there, were, certain, there were certain Pokemon that were yeah. genderless, but well, they like the all, they, from, even from the original, like, the original original, they did have, some of them did have gender. Yeah. You know, there's not like minions actually running around in the streets today. It's only on television and I'm assuming Despicable Me and Despicable Me 2 take place in a quasi-futuristic uh present time period so therefore it's like sci-fi ish mm-hmm. um it's okay for the sci-fi genre to have gender third gender beings yeah. or things or whatever they are pill shaped yeah. things um i don't know and it just really really kind of upset me because i was like maybe yeah. you want them there to be male again. because you're male and yeah. that's how you want to see them the other, the other well, side of the... One of them... Sorry? There's one scene where one of them, I'm pretty sure, either makes out with a mop with a wig on it or yes. puts a female wig on itself. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, there's things, there's things... And Why they is all it a female wig? Because... Why is it a female wig? Is it because it's long? It's a long-haired mop. Yeah. With, with bangs? It can't, Men couldn't can have bangs? Yeah. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, yeah Evan. Yeah. 
Why does it have to be a female wig? It could be a masculine <laughs> wig. Just because but yeah, Madonna the... and Nicki Minaj have the same wig doesn't mean Coco Pru didn't have a wig. <laughs> what? Can we just talk about how minions are out of control in general? Okay. Like, uh, yeah, I, the oh, so they must be female, you, right? You... <laughs> <laughs> oh my um, god. Yeah. So what's see, interesting is that min- the Minions movie beat, like, it, it was like number three or number yeah, number three mm-hmm. most gr- highest grossing animated movie of mm-hmm. all time, I think. Yeah, it's up there. It, it beat like it beat Inside Out this summer definitely, and it beat like Toy Story three, um, and it Whoa. yeah it be, it was it, it was extremely high okay. grossing, and I think personally I don't I don't really get the you know I, I personally I'm not like super into Minions or anything, but I think. They're I not get, an I, of them yet. That's <laughs> no, but I think I kind of get the the, the re, I think part of the reason why they're so popular is that they don't speak any language that you know any you know language that we know of. So they, they talk. They, they talk, but they are they babble. It's a babbling language. So I think it's it the appeal is international. And yeah. I think and I think it's it's very childlike, very you know quirky. And so I I think because they are they are you know so vague in what they are and how they sound that's why they are so appealing and they're cutesy i guess you know so that's why you know i just thought of it like uh from a uh marketing standpoint um of highly marketable i mean you can make lunch boxes of them you can make yeah plush toys and all those other they're very simple they're very simple design yeah so i think that because they are so simple you can i mean you can sketch them very easy they you know yeah they're they're very easy to you know visually look at and, and they all look like like missile potato head with one eye and you can put all kinds of clothes and yeah. hair color or whatever yeah. but we uh some breaking news yes so it's trending on facebook that channing tatum is reportedly dropping out of the gambit movie thank god does anyone have any thoughts on that i love gambit um, no. <laughs> that is basically my thought too i love gambit like so Ryan i hope Reynolds so becoming the green lantern yeah, which they lampoon in that Deadpool trailer. That dental trailer? That Deadpool. Yeah. Oh. He says, um, Deadpool basically says something like, do I get a suit? I hope it, as long as it's not green or animated. <laughs> so very so. Deadpool. As far as other other news, um, so Ouya was recently purchased by uh, Razor. <laughs> and... I am. I don't, I don't know. It's. I think you it's the article in front of you. No, I. I don't. But they're. I heard they're buying the software. But yes, they're. They're, they're buying the. They Razer purchased the dev team and the software. They did not buy the hardware. Um, which I mean, which makes sense. Like I mean, I don't. I don't know why you'd buy that hardware, but. <laughs> uh, but I, I. I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know what they're planning on doing with it. I don't know if there really is a future for. Android home consoles, poten- I mean, oh, ask Nintendo. Yeah, well, so that, that rumor, came, that, that, that rumor, yeah, I, I mean, they they denied it when you know, which Nintendo rarely denies rumors, which was interesting. So people are speculating. Well, does that mean that they really are and they're really trying to hide it, or does that mean that they aren't and they just? I don't Nintendo's think they are. Very, I don't when think, they're when they are being forthcoming, they're being honest usually. The Ouya was such. It had, okay. it had so, a lot of hype when it first was when yeah, the Kickstarter. I didn't, I didn't really understand because I went on, you know, I went on the Kickstarter when it was first launching. Mm-hmm. Basically, one of the the backer comments was like, 
man, I hope you get the Assassin's Creed games on this thing. <laughs> and I was like, this is someone backing a kick. I mean, they don't represent the whole group, but I felt like there were some people backing that project with totally unrealistic expectations for what a $99 console yeah. would provide. I mean, that's kick- that's like Kickstarter yeah. in general for you. Unrealistic expectations. Yeah, um, and that was also one of the first early successful like gaming Kickstarters too. And they had they they did the, they were more into that. Let's work with independent game developers sort of narrative before mm-hmm. like anyone else really got on it. Like mm-hmm. Sony and Microsoft have their. And Nintendo, they get indie indie games on their consoles these days, but back then, it wasn't they weren't really as the big. first ones talking yeah, about it. But I, is, yeah. I pretty much think it's the best thing that that could happen to the guys at this point. Yeah, like, definitely. I mean, they, yeah, I, I think the future for Android-type consoles is basically to be integrated with Roku-type systems. You know, I think that's really where... Um, that future lies. It's not going to be a huge, um, fully fleshed console, but it's basically, I mean, I think that's part of why the rumors for the next Apple TV include an app store for the next Apple TV. It's basically, you know, you, you have a all in one device basically for, you know, families, people who are not hardcore gamers, you know, the, the average casual consumer that maybe, Oh, uh, you know, I'm bored watching Netflix. I've watched everything on my queue, my Netflix queue and Hulu. Who is this person? I don't know. I'm just saying in theory, <laughs> or, or they're bored with whatever they're watching. Okay. I mean, sometimes you just you're like, I can't figure out what I want to watch, and then That's so everybody. you know, you're on the same device and you just switch over to games, and then you just play Flappy Bird or whatever crappy <laughs> crappy <laughs> game app you want to, you know, whatever. <laughs> Apparently, Razer also makes a VR headset, which I thought was interesting because I'd never heard of it. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, and like I'm they. Sure, there are more you've never heard of. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm, and like they make like wearables and other crap. So I've, it sounds like they're just trying to completely spread their their share of the market over across the board, just yeah. to see like throwing things at the wall, just to see what sticks, kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know, just to get themselves in every sort of market area, so mm-hmm. that they just at least have some traction across the board, but. I don't know how successful that, I was that, say, that the strategy. Waste money. Well, that's kind of what Google does a lot of the time. That's Google, like they'll throw things. They'll, they'll even throw compete. Com- they're competing. They'll, they'll compete against their own, own their own their own <laughs> products. No, they will. They, that's, that's, yeah, no, they do. They do that all the time. It's, yeah. it's like a, go, it's like a one two. It's, it's like a one two strategy. It has a name. People have named it. It's like a one two strategy where you'll release like two different types of products in the same market area and see which one sticks and then hang out google voice yeah like google plus is now getting they're getting rid of it now yeah. and they're just just recently announced they're removing it from youtube yes yeah, that'll be the first i don't think anyone google plus from exactly yeah. removing what <laughs> exactly no <laughs> one you, no one google plus um thank god yeah that also i think we said before that google google always feels like everything's just in beta like nothing's ever yeah. finished no. personally i i do think that companies should focus their efforts on you know one product per market because i think that when you have a flagship product in that area mm-hmm. your quality is just going to you're, you're focusing all of your te- development intention on that one flagship product that yeah. you know i think google sometimes does but not always um mm-hmm. i think apple in the past 
has done that a lot um, and done it well. I mean, now you can argue here and, you know, in somewhat recently that they kind of falter here and there, but um, in general, they do a decent job with that. And I think Nintendo sometimes does a good job with it, but, you know, with the Wii U, obviously they have issues. I think they were too busy listening to the market when they yeah, just... Yeah, honestly, I think they This were... is one instance where I think Nintendo should have said, we've tried listening to you before, and then we got the GameCube, and no one really paid attention to it. And then so we, then we went back we, and did their own thing again with the Wii, and, and then, then they tried to listen to the market again, got the yeah. Wii U, and then didn't work out. So they yeah. need to go back That's out. That's why I'm, really. I'm hoping the NX will be something that no one in the in the consumer mar, you know marketplace, or you know, no one... Will be able to predict. I'm yeah. Hoping. Well, yeah. that's Nintendo for you. They're really unpredictable, completely. Yeah. Um, just don't listen to the market again. Stop listening to people. We don't know what we want. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We really don't. Um. So, I mean, the only other thing that I had written down on the list was uh, the Street Pride Parade. So. It is. Yeah. So this guy, yeah. this guy in Seattle. This guy in Seattle, uh, straight Seattle. guy, a straight guy, would be Seattle. Why would be Seattle? I would expect this to be somewhere other than Seattle. Seattle's pretty so, liberal and progressive, but um, I'm a radicalist. I, went, oh, I lived there for eight years. We were severe tree huggers. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's it took us twenty years to take down like a few trees, <laughs> like I five. Like, honey, we need to, we, we have a lot of people. <laughs> so, uh, but this guy, the straight guy, uh organize this straight pride parade because you know now just I, curious <laughs> what was in the straight pride parade like because they always get on gay pride parade for being like way too sexualized exactly so, so that's what, what they he, do they wear like so clothes up to their necks well, well here's the here's the amazing story of this straight pride parade um so he created this event you know saying oh you know i don't believe that gays should be able to marry and that, you know, marriage is, you know, specifically between a man and a woman and that, you know, what are we going to, you know, he's doing the whole slippery slope argument of, you know, or what are we going to have, you know, should we have animals marrying humans and insects, rights for insects. And yes, he seriously said something like that. Um, Anyway, so he created this Facebook event and like 150 people said they were going to go to this straight pride parade to laugh at him Two people including him so him and one other person okay so he's like the westboro baptist church then it's him and his friends yeah well what friend or <laughs> or some random stranger yeah. showed up and they had get this black and white balloons that's All it right. that's right. it because because with the gays we've stolen the rainbow so the this only thing the be... only thing the only thing that's straight now is black and white that's so, so they had black and white balloons and they just two people walking down I mean, and then they walked into like the gay neighborhood of seattle they walked into, like, the gay area of Seattle. This had to be a joke. Like, this can't be, like... No, it gets better. He blamed... I'm reading... From what I'm reading, he blamed the gay people for no one else turning up. <laughs> okay. So he's just crazy. So all the gay people in the neighborhood, they, like, captured... Yeah, they captured all the straight people that were going true, to go. A, I didn't realize, like... And they converted like, them. They converted yeah, them to gay. Lord. Uh, I hate when we convert people. Crazy. God damn it. All right. Let's get to the meat potatoes because I really think it's really interesting. Um, what is straight pride? What is being proud? Of, what is there to be proud about? About being well, okay. You the... know, I I don't I don't think that straight people shouldn't be proud of who they are. I'm not. That's like 
know, no, I didn't. That, I, that, I'm not that's, arguing that. that. I'm yeah, saying, I, what is it? Yeah. Let me know. Tell oh, me. I know, I know. I, th- I think it's funny, but you know. Uh, I'm sorry. Am I am I oppressing you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I yeah, because the gay pride and gay rights, fighting for gay rights, is not anti-straight. We're not trying to, you know. We're not trying to Great. prevent straight people from getting married or preventing straight people. I am people. now. Officially, I'm now <laughs> taking that stance. Yeah. We've My stance is no one should get married. Yeah. I, I mean, but there should be events where straight people can feel free to, you know, be sex, sexual and, you know, whatever crazy they want to. You know, I don't think that, it's... That, that, that. I think Oktoberfest. I think yeah. that's what they can do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean... Like, you know, they should be able to do that kind of crazy stuff just like we should be able to. You know, I think I think in general, like we were talking about earlier, our society is just overly conservative in terms of sexuality. We are so scared of being sexual. True. We, you know, are scared of our animalistic natures because it's not, you know, it's not logical and we can't control it. Okay, so I think that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much to Brian, Evan, and Kyle for joining me today. No problem. Anytime. Anytime. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week.